Welcome to Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am your ill host, Zach Harper, and I don't mean that in like a cool way. I mean that I have a sinus infection. But I'm joined by Tony Jones, who's happy to do the heavy lifting. He's happy to to shout about this jazz team right now. Who Tony, they're 10 and 1 since they went to since they dropped to 13 11 on the season, right? They're 10 and 1. I told you they're gonna go 5 and 0 on that one on that one stretch. They no, go 5 said, and 0. You said 4 and 1, and they, they No, I said 5 and 0. Check the tape, check the tweets, five and zero, oh, and then they lose to Miami as we all kind of expected. And now they've won five straight since then. And yeah, it's a soft schedule, but whatever. Everyone else gets a soft schedule at some point. They have a couple of big wins in there. Um, it's been a really good stretch for this Jazz team. So what's the what's the change outside of just the schedule? Um, I think the bench has stabilized. I, I think number one, I think the Jazz have really found something uh, with two things in the starting lineup. A Donovan Mitchell uh, handling the ball and sort of that James Harden hybrid role where you know you're a really good scoring point guard, um, but you're handling the basketball in every possession because you're just the most dynamic piece. Um, and secondly, Joe Ingles being in the starting lineup, I think has unlocked a lot, a ton uh, for the Jazz. And, and and specifically, I think Joe Ingles being in the starting lineup um, has unlocked Rudy Gobert, and Rudy Gobert has unlocked Joe Ingles. So, um, you know, you get those two things. And right now what you have is you have a Jazz team that that, you know, the front office had a vision of um, in, in July, and that vision is kind of coming to fruition, which is a team that can hurt you in a lot of ways offensively, uh, a lot of different ways offensively, um, but yet still be able to defend at a top 10 level. The way this team is offensively, this team, they don't have to be a top two team in the NBA defensively anymore. If they're top 10, uh, top six, top seven, um, they're, they're going to be just fine. Um, because they're still going to be able to generate stops, um, you know, but it, you know, the jazz is, have, you know, developed into one of the best shooting teams in the league. They have uh, a lot of guys who, who are, you know, in that 38 to, to 43% uh, three point range. They have a ton of spacing. Mitchell gets wherever he wants to off the dribble. And now he's starting to make the reads. Uh, Joe Ingles is, is, is their best pick and roll player. Uh, and he makes a ton of reads to get a guys, guys, a lot of shots. So it's, it's been hard for teams to defend them, um, to the point where, you know, you're either going to get killed by Mitchell or you, you're, you know, Rudy Gobert's going to get stuff at the rim or they're going to generate a lot of wide open threes. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, obviously the schedule is lightened up and, and we talked about that. Um, you know, but you know, that Clipper win on the road was a marquee win. Uh, I think the, the Orlando, yeah, that Mad- was big. yeah, that was a marquee. That was a big win. And that was a big test for the jazz. They wanted to win that game. And I think, uh, the, the, the Friday night win over the magic, uh, or the Saturday night win over the magic was, was pre- a pretty good win. Uh, and I thought the Chicago Bulls win was a pretty good win as well. Anytime you win a game on the road in the NBA, that's a that's a pretty good win. Yeah, and that Bulls team actually is not bad. Like they uh, play hard. De- yeah, since since December first, they're actually the second best defense in the league. Like, I don't know if people know that. Like that that Bulls team is good. They're fifth on the season. They're second in the league since December first. 
the the thing about the Bulls win that I was impressed was the Jazz were able to win a game where another team took Donovan Mitchell out of the game. Chris Dunn took Mitchell out of that game. Yeah, he was good. Um, and, I mean, he hounded Mitchell all over the place. Mitchell in that locker room after that game, he was spent. He, it took him a long time to get up and, and, and walk into the shower. Um, you know, I, I said to him, I said, wow, you know, Chris Dunn was really good on you defensively. He was like, man. And when he said, man, he was like, yeah, you're right. And, you know, so for the Jazz, you know, last year, if anybody took Donovan Mitchell out of a game, the Jazz weren't winning that game. Right. And um, what was impressive about the Bulls was the Bulls game was the Bulls took Donovan Mitchell out of the game. Jim Boylan really def- figured out how to really defend their actions. Um, and what they did was they said, okay, um, you know, towards the end, they said, okay, uh, Donovan is being taken out of this game. Where can we find a matchup? And they found out, they realized that Zach Levine was guarding Boyan Bogdanovich and they just kept giving him the basketball. And Boyan, who had been terrible for three quarters, um, was sensational in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and it was all off of ISO. So the Jazz have different ways to win uh, this season, and that and that and that Bulls win to me was uh, was an in, indication of of the ver- how versatile they've become. Yeah, and obviously there's a limit to this kind of thing, but I do think like continually winning ugly. I do think there is a benefit to it. Now there's a tipping point where at some point you got to start blowing teams out, right? Uh, especially bad teams, but to be able to continue to win ugly time after time, like, I think that matters. Yeah. And that matters. And you know, that, that was, and that's one of the reasons I actually wrote as much uh, in, in Sunday's athletic. Um, but that's why the Orlando magic win was, was impressive because they were up one through three quarters and um, Saturday night was the first time this season uh, that the jazz just, you know, kind of buried a team in, in five minutes of, of good basketball. You know, that first, those first five minutes of the fourth quarter, um, you know, they were something like seven for 28 going into the fourth from three point range and then hit five in the first four minutes of the fourth. Uh, you know, obviously George Niang, George Niang got hot. Um, Joe Ingles hit one, you know, Donovan Mitchell hit one and they turned a one point lead into about a, a, a 15, 16 point lead. Uh, and that took about five minutes. So, you know, that was an example of, of the jazz kind of turning it on like good teams do, you know, don't want to compare the jazz to the golden state warriors of 2017, because obviously there's no comparison there. But that Golden State team, you know, what they would do is they would play with their food for three quarters and they would say, "Okay, you know what? It's time to go and get on the bus. And for five minutes, they go and they they play serious basketball and they turn a one point lead into a 25 point lead. And, you know, that's kind of what the Jazz did on a on a smaller scale on Saturday, on Saturday night. They just kind of, you know, hit an avalanche of threes when they had been missing for three quarters. Um, and, and they turn, uh, and they turn what was a close game and into a, a, a game where, uh, Quinn Snyder was able to clear his bench by the end of it. Yeah. So you met, you mentioned earlier that, you know, Joe Ingles has kind of helped unlock 
Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has helped unlock Joe Ingles, which I agree, I agree with you. You know, Donovan's kind of struggled a little bit for most of the season, finding that, uh, you know, kind of finding that rhythm with, with Rudy on a lot of pick and rolls. Where do you see Donovan as like the point guard of this team, or I guess the lead guard of this team, however you want to, cl- you know, categorize it, um, moving forward this season until they figure out what's happening with Mike Conley and how to get him back into form once he's healthy. Well, here's the thing. I think the front office sees Donovan Mitchell as a point guard, and I think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen for, I just think it's going to happen in two years when Mike Conley's contract comes off the books. Right. Um, And you know, when, you know, the, the front office sees it, they see what everybody else is seeing. They're, they're seeing that he's playing, he's, he's playing all-star level basketball. Um, you know, they, they see the 25, you know, five or six assists a game, five rebounds a game. Um, and they see the, the increase efficiency. They see all of that and they agree with all of that. Um, but here's the thing, the, the jazz front office, 100,000% believes that for, them to get to where they want to be uh, in their ceiling with this group because they're going to have this group together for two years. Mike Conley has to be a big part of it, a huge part of it. Um, so, you know, for these next, for this next year and a half, Mike Conley is your point guard, you know, and that's not going to change. And, you know, and he, there are going to be times where Conley's off the basketball. There's going to be times where he's spotted up in the corner because, you know, Donovan is, is obviously he's so dynamic um, that you have to have him on that you have to have him on the basketball, um, but you know, and and starting five minutes, closing five minutes, Mike Conley is going to be on the floor with Donovan Mitchell. You know what you do with the the other forty, you know the other uh, thirty eight minutes is you you stagger them. So Mike Conley's running the second unit, or Donovan Mitchell's running the second unit. So both of those guys get extensive minutes, uh, running the team. Um, but you know, there's a couple of things with, with, with Donovan Mitchell, um, you don't want him to wear out before the playoffs. You know, you want him to be fresh, uh, when it comes to April and May, Mike Conley plays a huge role in that. And, you know, and and Mike Conley, the, the offense will run Mike Conley, the jazz offense still runs at its best. Um, with Mike Conley as the point guard. So, you know, it's, it's, this is not a either or situation. This is not a situation uh, where, where, you know, there's an issue with having Mike on this team. Um, You know, there are going to be enough possessions for both of those guys where everybody can eat and everybody's going to have their, 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 the ability to, to get enough touches to do what they do. Yeah. And that, and that probably goes back to my other point about it. it's good to win these close games a lot, right? These ugly games, but you can get Donovan some rest by blowing teams out. You know, right. like you can, right. you can, you can, you know, get to a point where he doesn't have to play 35, 38 minutes in a game and he can peel back to like 28 minutes of, you know, 10 nights out of the year and or the rest of the way. And, and that will help, you know, kind of manage that load a little bit. And then, yeah, as Conley comes back and as he is able to find some comfort within the offense, like the threat of him alone changes things. Then if he starts producing on top of that, now you've got something going. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, you look at the jazz bench, right? Like right now it's Emmanuel Moutier, Jordan Clarkson, 
Um, it, it's Tony Bradley, it's George Yang. You know, those are your those are your four four guys primarily. Um, you know, you add Mike Conley to that bench, and you know, you let's say you hypothetically limit Emmanuel Moutier's minutes. I mean, you know that that's a pretty good bench unit. You know. And I got, I got to admit, I've never thought Tony Bradley was good. I never thought like he was someone who was going to be a difference maker. He's been really good lately, man. It's funny. He's changed the second unit offensively. And I, I noticed people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, wait a minute. He's averaging like three points a game. How has he changed the second unit offensively? He's a and presence, man. Just his presence, just his ability to catch the basketball yeah. and go up and finish. That's changed the second unit offensively because he's added a threat um, in the middle and, and no disrespect to Ed Davis at all, but he was just, you know, he was just not a factor offensively. And, you know, he was still at Davis to a degree defensively yeah. and rebounding the basketball, but Ed really struggled. Um, he really struggled offensively. Uh, in that second unit. And that's why that second unit couldn't score. Now, Tony Bradley, there are things that Tony Bradley does. He catches the ball. He's got a nice little floater. Uh, he, you know, if, if, if he catches the ball where, you know, all he has to do is dunk it, he's going to dunk it. Um, uh, he runs the floor really, really well. He rebounds on both ends, you know, so, you know, just that little activity. Now you have to pay just a little bit of attention uh, to the five coming off the bench and that open, just that stuff opens up Jordan Clarkson being able to do his thing. Emmanuel Moody, being able to do his thing. And, you know, right now, George, George Yang has a lot of gravity on the perimeter. So, you know, he, it's, it's been, you know, Tony Bradley, you know, his, the, the, the box score is not going to show it. Um, his stats are not going to show it. He still makes way too many mistakes and he's still, you know, in terms of in terms of um, having real impact minutes, he's still a, he's he's essentially a rookie in that regard. Um, but he's made a really big impact, so you have to give him credit for that. So, what what do you think of the Jordan Clarkson acquisition so far? Like, I personally, I've never been a Jordan Clarkson guy, um, just in terms of being a meaningful player on a good team mostly because of the way he plays coupled with, he wasn't a good three point shooter. Right. But the past year, he's been a very good three point shooter this season. He's been a very good three point shooter. And since joining the jazz, he's been a good three point shooter. So if that keeps up, I'm in on him. Um, I just am skeptical about whether that will be consistent. Where are you with him? So me and you have always been kind of kindred basketball minds. And, and I've, I, I agree with everything you said. I've, you know, I, I've, I haven't typically been a, a fan of Jordan in the past. I thought he was, you know, a volume scorer. He scored a lot of empty points. Yeah. Um, but the the thing, this is what's happened to him in the last year or this year. Um, and he did it with Cleveland. Uh, and he did it really far under the radar, obviously. Um, he cleaned his shot quality up. Yeah. So, you know, in, in his previous seasons, you know, it was dribble, 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 dribble into a fadeaway, dribble into a contested three, dribble into a mid range, maybe throw your body into somebody, maybe get a call. Let's be honest. It was a lot um, of Kobe. It was a lot of Kobe ball. 
It was a lot of Kobe ball, yeah. right? It was a bad so influence. His his game has changed. He is he's taking a lot more catch and shoot, taking a career high number in catch and shoot, which is exactly what the Jazz want. Um, he's limiting his isolations to when you know when he's against the clock, which is what the Jazz need, um, especially off the bench. Um, he's become a lot more patient in pick and roll, um, not trying to get all the way to the basket, you know, in terms of he's, 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 he's figured out how to search dribble, uh, and search dribble into, you know, good floaters, you know, eight foot floaters and stuff. Um, and he's, he's actually becoming good with his body around the basket. Um, so, you know, he's, he's figured some stuff out. And I'll tell you, I mean, you know, guys get it or guys don't. And and I, I think one of the motivations for him um, from talking to him is, you know, when LeBron left, I mean, he was in basketball Siberia. And yeah. I don't know that he knew whether or not he'd be in a winning situation again. So you automatically have a guy who's coming into a winning situation who's 27 years old. Uh, he's in the prime of his career. You know, a career goes fast. So you don't know how fleeting it is. He's in a contract year. So you, you know how fleeting that can be. And, you know, he's he's going to – he's like Emmanuel Moutier right now. Both of those guys are in contract years. Yeah. And they're doing what they can to kind of change their game to conform to what the Jazz want and what the Jazz system is. Yeah, maybe maybe it hasn't been fair to judge him because he's been in some really bad basketball situations aside from a brief stint with LeBron, right? Like like maybe he just needed to be a part of a better basketball scenario, better basketball environment in order to actually get a chance to be, play meaningful basketball. Yeah, and you know and and, and, I, and obviously time is going to tell on this because you know the Jazz are going to be playing some really important games um in in about 3 to 4 months. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and, and that's when, you know, he, he still hasn't contributed to a playoff team. Right. He fell out of that Cleveland. He fell out of that Cleveland rotation in the playoffs when they went to the finals, I believe. I think he fell completely out of that rotation. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Um, you know, so he's going, he's, you know, the jazz have six guys. You know, they have Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, uh, and Bojan Bogdanovic. They have six guys who they think are top-notch, you know, six starters, playoff situation. All six of those guys are playing 30 minutes. They play very well together. They need two more guys to be playoff, to be playoff good. And they're hoping, obviously, they're hoping Jordan Clarkson is one of them. Um, who knows if they trade at Davis or not, they may trade at Davis. They may not. Um, and if, if they've, you know, if they are able to find a, an impact trade, um, that could, that could, that could tilt some of the scales or that can impact some of the, some of what they are down the stretch. Um, but if they don't, you know, they need another guy, you know, they need, they need eight guys to be playoff good. You know, so who are those? Who are those two guys um, that are going to step up and 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 be contributors on a playoff team? Um, 
you know, so Jordan Clarkson has a real chance here. Yeah. And he's, and he might, I mean, just because of his game and his style and he's, you know, he's not fearless, which has been not such a great thing in the past, but could be a good thing in, you know, in this role. Um, he's probably the best candidate for a guy who can step into becoming that guy for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For sure. He, you know, he's definitely, um, he's definitely going to be that guy who, who you look at and say, okay, you got to come off the bench and you know, you've, you've got, you've got to give us some offensive impact. Uh, you've got to hold your own defensively. Right. You know, and, and, you know, and I think, um, I, I think he's going to have a real chance to do that. And I think that impacts what he is going forward. Right. Like if he, yeah, if he does the rest of this season, right. You know, um, perception around the league changes. Yeah. He'll make money. Yeah. And he makes money because right now he's at what? $13 million a year. Right. And I don't think anyone's expecting right. him to approach that with the next contract, unless he balls out in a playoff scenario. And then we've seen, we've seen worse decisions. I, like I said, <laughs> funny things happen when, when bread is on the line. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the contract year is always something. Um, what what else like what else is the big story for you with how this team is playing right now? Yeah, I, you know, I think they're playing well. I think they're playing well enough that on that on Twitter, I think Jazz fans are now looking forward to the next step. Like, um, like it's prominent, kind of, it's stabilized. Like at least right. the feeling around the team, everything's stabilized. Okay, now we know they're not trash. We know they don't suck. Okay, so you know, I saw a really interesting tweet uh, this morning from uh, a prominent, uh, prominent jazz Twitter user, Josh Roberts. You know, and it it basically said, "Okay, we know the Jazz can beat up on 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 bad teams. Now, you know, we want to see how they do against good teams." Now, I didn't agree with the premise of that tweet as a whole because I think, you know, because I think. All 82 games count. They all yeah. count the same. And, you know, I thought that, you know, I was, the, the Magic have been beating some good teams. They won their pre- two previous games before the Jazz last night by 20. Um, obviously, the Clipper win. So, I, I, you know, and they play really, really well at Miami. They had a chance to win that game. And Miami 17-1 and one at home. So, I didn't necessarily agree with what Josh said. But it does signify that the jazz have stabilized enough that now you can be like, okay, now how are they going to do, you know, now we know they're, they're good. Are they great? How are they going to do when they're playing, you know, Houston, Dallas and Denver and Portland and then Houston again, uh, how, how are they going to do when the, when the, when the schedule stiffens up again and, you know, February is going to be a real test month for, month for the Jazz. There's, there are a lot of landmines for the Jazz in February. Um, but, you know, they're doing exactly what they needed to do against the schedule. And we talked about this in December, um, you know, that they've kind of gotten right. And they've kind of for, now they're starting to forge an identity with themselves. And, you know, now um, I think they are who we thought they were. And now the question is, can they be what we think they might maybe can be? So, you know, what's interesting is in the past, 
with this jazz team in their slow starts, right? It's cost them playoff seating as we get down to the final night of the season, literally. Right. right. And this year they've gotten through it with still like, you know, we're not even at the halfway point, the 23 and 12. Um, they're a game out of the two seed. They're in the five seed right now. They're a game out of the two seed. Um, everything's very jumbled together, but they're in a more advantageous place through this slow start than they have been in the past. Like they might like they have a legitimate shot at the two. They have a legitimate shot at the two. And if they play extremely well, they have an outside shot at the one, the Lakers yeah, are going to win true. every game this season. Right. And the only thing that tips it for me with the Lakers and the one seed is if they end up with Darren Collison, then I think it turns them into another animal that turns them into another animal because then they have another playmaking guard and, and, and Darren Collison is a two way, two way guy. He's, he's special defensively. Um, I will say this. There is, it, it's, it's seeding to me in the Western conference is going to matter a lot this season. Um, that too, because if you end up anywhere in those, those, if you end up anywhere from three to six, that means you have a monster in the first round. Right. Yeah, right. So if you end up at two, that means you get Oklahoma city, which who, you know, that's going to be a pain in the butt, but you can win that series. Um, your favorite to win that series. And if you get the one, you might actually get Memphis. <laughs> so, right. you know, um, you know, so it, it you know, it, seating the regular seat. They, these games mean something right now. Like you can yeah, say man, like they, it's not like they count for two in March and April. They're all the same, right? They're all, they're all the same. These, these, these games right now, they mean, they mean something. They mean a lot. And, you know, I think the jazz have as good a chance to, to get that two seed as anybody out there. It's just going to be how, how they play. And I think, you know, in every January that we've, covered you know Quinn Snyder and the Jazz you know on January 5th you know they were fa- facing a mountainous climb yeah. there's no mountainous climb this year they're they're a win and a loss away from 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 a real jump yeah you know so I think that you know even through the tough schedule I think that they won enough of those games um that they put themselves in position um to to achieve something uh, that they haven't achieved before in the regular season. They've never finished above a five seed. They've never given themselves home court advantage in the first round. Uh, so, you know, this, this will, this will be interesting to see how this, this turns out. Um, all right, before, before we go, uh, you know, it would be a poor form of me to not mention that Dante Exum, Scored 28 points on 11 of 13 shooting off the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday against the Timberwolves. Now, eventually, uh, you know, the story from uh, John Krasinski of the athletic is that at a certain point in the fourth quarter, Robert Covington begged Ryan Saunders to let him guard Dante Exum after he had gone off. Really? uh, Yeah. And Ryan Saunders said, no, I want to see how how Jarrett Culver responds here. And Jarrett Culver held him close or held him scoreless the rest of the game. Uh, so, um, so yeah, there was a point in which people were begging to get the shot at stopping Dante Exum. So wait Tony, a minute, Tony, so wait, what the hell? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me get this straight. An NBA player went to his coach and was like, yo dog coach, this Exum dude is just destroying us. 
let me let me get him. I, I got him. That's what happened. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Yes. I'm so proud of Dante, man. He <laughs> went nuts, man. He went nuts. He was, like they, he was hitting pull up threes and oh, everything. He was doing everything. He was killing. This is this is I, I tweeted this, man. Listen, I, I always knew he had this in him. That first step, that length, that athleticism. And we, when he's attacking downhill, you know, that's when that's when it looks that's when you're like, oh right, he was he was the fifth pick or whatever he was, sixth pick, whatever it was. It is jazz fans, let me let me pass you a message. It is possible for a trade to be win win. If this you know, this can happen. Also, I like I'm I know there's frustra- I know there was frustration with jazz fans in Exxon, but like shouldn't you be happy for him? Like right. you, like like Look, I get you don't want him to be better than Jordan Clarkson the rest of the way because you made the trade for Jordan Clarkson, but like he's a good dude. He tried. He just got injured all the time. Oh, this, listen, listen. Dante has a load of talent, and you know he's still only twenty four years old. So, you know, I think Jazz fans should be happy that you know a guy who played as little uh, could get as much as they did because you know Jordan Clarkson is is uh, exactly what what that bench has needed so far. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't left a review, please rate and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for subscribing to The Athletic. If you haven't subscribed to that, go subscribe to that. You get all Tony's Utah Jazz coverage. What's, what are you doing with your life? Go do that. Go get that right now. Treat yourself and to you a new year. rankings. Oh, you give, oh Tony, you're going to love the rankings this week. Jazz fans oh, will love God. the rankings this week. Jazz fans, look at Zach's rankings this week. I'm we tweeting have, out in the morning. We may have a new resident in the top 10, which I didn't think was going to happen for a while, but it's here. So there you go. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Game Notes. Game Notes.